I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of The Jesse Kelly Show. It's one of those days where I don't want the show to end. Which I guess is good because there's still two hours left. That was a weird time to say that. If I had to do that over again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that now. But it's too late. Anyway, anyway, it is. We we have a little bit, a little bit of down news that I'm going to get to here in a few, and we'll get back to the Ask Doctor Jesse questions. I do have to answer the question uh, that was asked last hour that I kind of lost my train of thought and forgot to answer. The guy asked, "Would I ever consider teaming up with another radio host? If so, who would I consider?" You know that old stupid saying, never say never. It's a really stupid saying, but at the same time, it's very true because you really shouldn't say never. If you ask me right now, do I want a co-host? I would say no. Do I ever see myself with a co-host? I would say no. And that's no indictment on anyone else. I just don't know that with my scatterbrained thought and how I'll just go off on random tangents and how I don't plan the show out. And for all I know, we're going to be talking about history in two minutes. I haven't thought of it. I, I don't know. Something may pop into my head. I may tell a personal story. You know I love those. I mean, how do I do that with, with a co-host? How do I do that? You know, I don't even like to have guests. I don't hardly ever have guests. I don't hardly ever take calls. 
I just kind of like to sit down and kind of talk. I don't know that my style would work with a co-host. I don't think that it would. Uh, that said, I I am good friends with many people in this business, and I think it would be a good show. I would think I would think the show would be too different than what we do. Chris, what do you think? Don't you think it would be too different? I think it would be different. Yeah, I agree. I Chris said it'd be way too different. I agree. I don't. I don't think it would work for what I like to do. That's not. That's nothing against anyone else, and that's not a compliment to myself. Even though I love doing that, <laughs> but I, that's not. I don't think it would work. I don't think it would work. All right, it's, I was going to try to keep it mostly light today, but there are some heavy things out there I do I do want to address, uh, and some heavy things will be in the Ask Doctor Jesse questions, which we'll get to here and back to here in a few. But I do want I want to get to this really quickly because this is something that's uh, always been near to my heart, always will be near to my heart. Uh, headline is: Youth, young adults are dying from suicide and homicide at the highest rates in decades, the CDC report says. All right, so I want to do a couple things here. Let's let's set the homicides thing apart. Let's let's deal with the suicide thing. I guess one of the reasons this is so near to me is I I've, I've had this happen in my life before. No, not, not it's it's nothing super close, so you don't have to worry about me. But people you know that will commit suicide. And I've seen the aftermath of it. And I'll tell you, every time it's happened with someone I know, every time, and I don't know if this is common, but at least it has been in my life, it's been such a shock to everyone, including me. It's someone I can think of right now, and I'm not going to name it. Uh, For all I know, the family listens to the show, but she was a, a beautiful young woman with a wonderful husband and wonderful children. It wasn't that we knew her. We knew the family. And she was always smiling, always happy. And they say people, you know, they wear this stuff on the inside, right? So I I get that now. I understand that. I do. And the kids were young. They They were all under 10 and took her life one day. And I know from things that, that were left behind, I, I'm, again, I'm not going to go into any details. I don't want to violate anybody's privacy, that she thought that it was best for them. It, for her, she got to a place that she did that terrible thing out of, honestly, love. That's what it sounded like. It's, uh, uh, it's better for them if I'm gone. And obviously it wasn't. It was Horrible for them, horrible for him, horrible for the kids, Hor- just horrible. It's always horrible. And I'm not anybody's life coach or self-help coach or anything like that, but I will simply say this. Whether you are an adult, maybe you're older, maybe you're middle-aged, or whether you are a kid listening to the sound of my voice right now, if there is any voice inside of you that tells you The world will be better off. Your family will be better off. Your husband, your wife, your parents, your friends, that they'll be better off if you're gone. That is a voice from the devil. It is a lie. You are put here on this planet by God. You were put here on purpose by God. And 
People ask me sometimes, am I worried about people trying to hurt me or people trying to kill me and stuff like that? People have tried to kill me before in Iraq, and I'm still walking. Do you know why? It's not because I'm so tough. I'm not. It's because God wasn't done with me here yet. God will take me home, whether that's today. I, mean, I could die on the highway after the show, or whether that's 50 years from now. He will take me home when he's good and ready, when he's done with me. And anything in my mind that tells me I should try to get ahead of that decision is a lie from the pit of hell. Now, that doesn't mean depression is is not real, obviously. It is real. And these things, these suicidal thoughts and things like that, people go through these things. Sometimes it's chemical or spiritual or whatever the case may be. You reach out and get some help. It doesn't have to be to family or friends because oftentimes I know enough about this to know oftentimes those are the people you feel like you can't talk to. Those are the people you feel like you can't reach out to. So reach out to a stranger. There are hotlines all over the place. Quick internet search, you will find a hotline with a sympathetic voice. If you're a veteran, veterans obviously struggle with this a ton. It's hard to come back from that life and adjust. It's hard, and sometimes the guys find it to be impossible, but it's not impossible. Whether you're a veteran, whether you're a kid, an adult, whatever, whatever, you're, whatever the case may be, don't check out, okay? You're here for a reason. The world's not done with you yet. Stick around. And as far as young people goes, just to parents, remember this. There's a million things we could talk about right now. We're not going to go into from, you know, social media and kids get kids, kids get on in all this online bullying stuff, especially these young girls, Uh, girl, women are terrible to each other anyway, especially when they get online now. And she's so beautiful and she's so mean to me and I'm fat and I'm ugly. That's all a lie. That's all a lie. Dimes. You're all dimes. You're all fine just the way you are. Get them off social media and make sure kids have a purpose and challenges. Half the reason people, especially young adults, when you dig into it, when they when they get too down and stuff like that, they're just purposeless. There's nothing. There's and believe me, school's not a purpose. Parents, school's not a purpose. School sucks. I'm not saying it's not important, kids, but school sucks. That's not a reason. That's not a challenge. They need challenges. They need something. We we've, we tell kids today that nothing matters and nothing nothing's important and everything sucks and the world's coming to an end and we pour all this crap into the heads of kids today and they get down understandably and plus it's so stressful when you're young anyway. I remember what it was like when I was a teenager. I was about the size of a toothpick, not a great god like I am now, Chris, but I was about the size of a toothpick. And when you're young, at least for a boy, I can only speak from a boy's angle, you don't even know how to talk to girls. And that's all you want to do at some point in time is talk to girls. Oh, my goodness, look at all these dimes. Well, they'll never even look at me. That kind of sucks. And and, and your friends can be harsh. And it it can be stressful enough being a kid. And that was pre-social media era. Give them a purpose. Give them a job. Give them a challenge. Give them something. You're not made to just aimlessly float, all right? That's unhealthy. Unhealthy. Speaking of unhealthy, Chris, if you wouldn't mind, cut eight. I I think it's an important cut, even though it's Corinne Diversity Hire. It's not as if she says a bunch of useful things, but I think this is useful for you and me 
to remember what we're up against and remember a strategy these people use. Cut eight, go. The parents out there who have daughters, uh, let's say from high school, for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a person born male, and, they, and there could be directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety. So look, uh, I, what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous it sounds like that's what you're saying well you're saying you're you're saying that their safety is at is in, is is at risk yeah but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example or explanation of what could potentially happen a broad a broad example explain that is dangerous that is a dangerous thing to say that essentially transgender kids we're talking about are dangerous that's a dangerous thing to say. That's a dangerous thing to say. What's she saying? What's she doing there? We'll discuss it in a second. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday and Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday, which I will get back to here in just a few. I want to address something. Remember, you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats. Your Ask Dr. Jesse questions, you can email those in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris, if you wouldn't mind, I want you to play it again. It's it's cut number eight. The reporter is asking about these tranny athletes, these dudes who pretend to be chicks, and then they join female sports and dominate the women. And let's do keep in mind, this has gotten several women hurt. I can think off the top of my head, I remember a volleyball player who got a ball spiked off her face, concussion, by a dude pretending to be a chick. I remember, uh, ugh, I don't even want to think about it. There was an MMA fight. Dude pretended to be a chick, cracked some chick's skull. It's ugly out there. It's really, there's a rugby player. I can picture this dude off the top of my head just swinging around the rugby court or, or field, and he's... He's three times the size of the next chick on the field. He's not even a dude. He's a big dude. This this dude is big. And so the reporter asks a question that's very reasonable. And listen to how Corinne Diversity Hire answers this question. The parents out there who have daughters, uh, let's say in high school, for example, who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a person born male, and, they, and there could be directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety. So look, uh, I, what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous. It sounds like that's what you're saying. Well, you're saying you're you're saying that their safety is at is in, is is at risk. Yeah, but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example or explanation of what could potentially happen. A broad a broad example explain that is dangerous. That is a dangerous thing to say that essentially transgender kids we're talking about are dangerous. Understand that the communist has a tactic that he uses all the time, all the time. And this is part of the overall strategy to turn you into an enemy of the state. As you know, you listen to the show. That's the goal of everything you see. You see it in the FBI, NSA. You see it in the government. You see it in the media. You see it in the education system. The goal is, the overarching goal is to turn any opposition to communism into being illegal against the law. 
It's against the law for you to oppose me. I want your guns. No, that should be, that's dangerous. I want your car. No, that's dangerous. I want to close the border. That is dangerous. That's the goal is, this is why they use dangerous all the time. The goal is to criminalize what you believe. And the reason that's the goal is if they criminalize what you believe, then they can send the state power against you to hurt you, to arrest you, to kill you, to take things from you you love. Did you know there's a bill in California? We talked about it a little bit that will allow the state to take your children out of your home, away from you. They will kidnap. The state will kidnap your children in California if you don't agree that your son is now a woman or if you don't agree that your daughter is now a son. If you stand up for what everyone can see, the state has determined, is determining, still in the process, that that is dangerous. And the second they determine that you're a dangerous lawbreaker, well, then the cops go, sorry, sir, it's our understanding that you don't want your son to cut his penis off and pretend he's a woman. Step back, sir, or we're going to have to hurt you. Your son is ours now. Your son belongs to the state. This is why they want to seize your children. Chris, get cut 30 ready. They want to take your children And I need you to hear me now, and I need you to hear me very well. I'm going to let this whole cut play. If you're in a blue state, they intend to take your children from you. That makes you mad. Fine. I get it. It it should. They intend to take your children from you. Cut 30, Chris. Go. The state needs to be the ultimate guarantor of a child's well-being. There's just no alternative to that. The reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood on people through its paternity and maternity laws. It's the state that is empowering parents to do anything with children, to take them home, to have custody, and to make any kind of decisions about that. That's not some no-namer. That man teaches law. He's a law professor. Did you know that? He's a law professor. And did you hear... The part at the very beginning, Chris, I want you to play it again for me. At the very beginning, did you hear what he said? The part that you should take to heart because this is what they believe and the part that should frighten you if you're sitting in a blue state. Chris, again, cut 30, go. The state needs to be the ultimate guarantor of a child's well-being. There's just no alternative to that. The reason parent-child relationships exist is because the state confers legal parenthood. That's it. That's it. The reason the parent-childhood relationship exists is the state confers it. Remember, it's not just that they want your children. It's that they think your children already belong to them. To them, they're loaning out their kids to you. Get out and get out soon. You hear me? All right, enough. Let's get back to Ask Dr. Jesse question and women's crappy taste in music. Hang on. It is- the Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is the Jesse Kelly Show reminding you the iHeartRadio app can be downloaded for free. And if you miss any part of the show, they podcast the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, don't forget to leave a five-star rating in a review talking about how handsome I am. Now, I want to I want to play something for you real quick first before we get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Chris, cut 11. Just uh, 
these people, these swamp creatures, I guess is probably the best way to call them. Lots of people use that term. It's, it's really a great way to put it. Bill Barr, just, I cannot believe this was Trump's attorney general. Go, Chris. But it quickly became clear that what the government was really worried about were these classified and very sensitive documents. I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents and how many there were, frankly. And uh, so the government's agenda was to get those, uh, protect those documents and get them out. And I think it was perfectly appropriate to do that. It was the right thing to do. Uh, And I think the counts under the Espionage Act uh, that he willfully retained those documents are solid counts. Now, I, I do think we have to wait and see what the defense uh, says and, and, and what proves to be true. But I do think that even half of what Andy McCarthy said, which is, if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a very detailed indictment uh, and it's very, very damning. And this idea of presenting Trump as a victim here, a victim of a witch hunt uh, is ridiculous. Yes, he's been a victim in the past. Yes, his uh, adversary have obsessively pursued him with phony claims and I've and I've been at his side defending against them when he is a victim but this is much different he's not a victim here he was totally wrong uh, that he had the right to have those documents those documents are among the most sensitive secrets that the country has he they have to be in the custody of the archivist. He had no right to maintain them and retain them. And he kept them uh, in a way uh, at Mar-a-Lago that anyone who really cares about national security, would, their stomach would churn at it. Okay. All right. I, I've used this example before, but I'm going to use it again. Because people are having a hard time. A lot of the low-T GOPers on the right, like Bill Barr, are having a really hard time with a very simple concept. I had someone else tell me this morning, it's the reason I brought this up. Jesse, and this was a Republican I was talking to, elected Republican, by the way. Jesse, Trump did commit these crimes. Don't you understand? Trump did commit these crimes. He did have these documents. And you know what I told him? I said, yeah, okay, I know. And he said, what? What do you mean you know? Doesn't that matter to you? And what I told him, he was a congressman, by the way, what I told him was, no, doesn't matter to me at all. And you could tell he was just flabbergasted. And I don't understand why so many people are having a hard time with this concept at all. If if there's a guy, there, there's a kid, you know what, there's a 14-year-old. If I'm a cop, and my job as a cop, my job is to look out for a 7-Eleven. And there's a 14-year-old kid. And then there's my son, James. And James walks into 7-Eleven, steals a candy bar. And he comes out, and I see him steal the candy bar, and I say, oh, James, all right, right. anyway, you can go. And the next day, James shows up, walks in, steals a Slurpee. (laughs) That's the sound a Slurpee makes, Chris. And I say, oh, James, you're crazy. Anyway, you can go. And James walks in the next day. And he steals one of those beef and cheese sticks, which are delicious. And I say, James, what are you doing? That's crazy. And then the next day after that, the 14-year-old, who's not James, walks into the 7-Eleven and steals a candy bar and walks out. I can't arrest him. I can't stop him. I have to let him go. Because the law is either for everybody or it's for nobody. 
if you want me to care about Donald Trump allegedly having documents he wasn't allowed to have, I will care. I, you know what? I, I promise you, I give you my word. I will care that Donald Trump had these documents. I will. I will care as soon as Hillary Clinton is behind bars. Hillary Clinton had an illegal email server in her private home with classified documents on it that any foreign intelligence agency could easily hack into and access, and they may have. We don't know. For all we know, China has all the secrets from Hillary's computer. Russia, all the secrets from Hillary's computer. Israel, all the secrets from Hillary's computer. By the way, quick side note, Israel spies on all their friends and enemies. It's just kind of a national policy. As soon as Hillary Clinton is behind bars, I will care about Donald Trump because the law, what's that, Chris? No, that's a good point. Chris said she's selling merchandise about it. Hillary Clinton is bragging about the illegal things she did and got away with. And Joe Biden got elected. And the first thing Joe Biden's FBI did was scrub all the, they destroyed the evidence of Hillary Clinton's crimes. And so now fast forward to today, you expect me to do this Republican thing where I'm hand wringing. Oh, I mean, I guess by the letter of the law, he did, he did break, he did break the law. I don't care that he broke the law. It means nothing to me because I want a decent, just nation. And you cannot have a decent, just nation where only Republicans are under the law and Democrats are not. It's not that I'm denying anything Trump allegedly did. I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I don't care. The law is for everyone or the law is for no one. Chris, cut 16, if you wouldn't mind. Chuck Grassley, go. The 1023 produced to the House committees that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversation with them. 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. The 1023 also indicates that then Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. Based on the facts known to the Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. What is U.S. Attorney Weiss doing with respect to these alleged Joe and Hunter Biden recordings that are apparently relevant to the high-stakes bribery scheme? Getting a full and complete 1023 is critical for the American people to know and understand the true nature of the document and to hold the Justice Department and the FBI accountable. Okay, I'm going to ignore the low TGOP phrasing like I did before. A clear, it's clear they, they, they don't have the same focus on Biden. as the, They don't have the same focus, Chuck? They're covering it up! Anyway, setting that aside, I don't want to get distracted here. When Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton 
are sharing a cell. Wait a minute, they couldn't share a cell because they're men and women. That would be weird. When Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton are both in federal prison for the crimes they have committed, I give you my word, communists and low-T GOPers, every one of you who listen to the show, all you communists and low-T GOPers, this is honestly, cross my heart and hope to die. Chris, write this down, actually, in case this day ever comes, which it never will. When Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden are behind bars for the crimes they have committed, I will call for the arrest, trial, and detention of Donald Trump. I swear on my life I will. Until that day comes, I don't care about Donald Trump's crimes. I don't, because the law is for everyone or the law is for nobody. Period. End of story. All right. Let's talk about women and their music. Next. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. In case you're wondering why I'm going to be gone tomorrow, it's more book stuff, but it's not a book tour thing. It's a long story. There's nothing I could do about it, but I will be back on Monday. That's why we're doing Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday. Now, I say that, and I know that a day without me is like a day without water, really. Or No, that's not even drastic enough. It's like a day without air. Can you survive? Probably not. But for those of you who are still here, I will be back on Monday. All right. There's nothing I can do about that. Chris, are you going to be able to survive without me tomorrow? What are you even going to do with, with your life? You think you'll be fine? Well, I don't know. I don't think you will. I guess we'll find out. Jesse, historical oracle and show, show dog shogun. I've been, oh, by the way, that reminds me. We pull into the book tour stop in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania last night. On my life, on my life, the, there's a restaurant that shares the parking lot with the bookstore place called Shogun. Oh, I was dying. I was absolutely dying. I should have went in and saw if they, saw if they sold t-shirts. Historical Oracle and Showdog Shogun. I've been seeing an amazing dime for a couple of years. She cooks like an angel, keeps a clean house, ran her own commercial fishing fishing boat in Alaska for a decade, knows how to process fish and meat in delicious lox and jerky and sausage and keeps a garden. This woman sounds awesome. She lights up a room when she walks in. Everyone loves her. She listens to the worst music. She's a bit older than 20, but listens to what those clueless airheads like. Why do dimes listen to terrible music? His name is Larry. Her name is Raya. All right, Larry, let's talk about Raya. And if I can make Raya feel better, because she's probably listening. Raya, I, I need you to hear me. I need you to get, just lean in, Raya. It's just you and I talking, Raya. You ready? It's not your fault. All right? It's not your fault that your taste in music is garbage. It's not. This is a woman thing. My wife is the same way, exact same way. My playlist, it's classic rock. I, I've even got, I've got classical music. I've got everything from 50s to 80s to the, the Metallica to Irish drinking songs. You name it, I've got it on there. Her playlist, it's Teeny Bopper Crap and Ed Sheeran. And it's really, really bad. And there is a reason for this. There is. I like music. You might even say I love music. But I listen to music 
to match and improve my mood. Right. So that's I use music. If I've had a if I've had a great day at work, let's say we sat down, we did the show, and, and it just felt good. And me and Chris, we just know. We, we me, Chris, and Michael, we know. We killed it. We had a great show. People enjoyed it. We had a blast. I will sometimes just be in the best mood on the way home saying, yeah, that was a good show. That made people stay better. That was a good show. I'll turn on some jams on the way home. Some pepped up rock jams. Absolutely, baby. Let's. I, mean, I can't get the smile off my face. Women, though, women, at least my wife, she feels music. I love music. It's much deeper than that for her. She feels music. And honestly, it makes her much more in tune with things. But she will do things like, and I know this is common because I hear this from other women. If she's sad, she will listen to sad music. I know, right, Chris? Your wife too? Same thing. Yeah, yeah see, Chris's wife too? And I'll, 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 I'll try to challenge her on it and I'll say, why are you doing that? You're sad. Shouldn't you listen to something that brings you up? You know, that there would never be an occasion ever under any circumstances where I would turn on a sad song. I listen to music to make me feel better or improve my mood. But she will listen to a sad song and just have a good cry. Not that she's a big crier. And it's because music is deeper for her. They feel it. And... There's nothing wrong with that, but there is something to discuss, ladies. It's just, look, it's just you and me talking. It's just rude, just rude, Jesse. I'm just telling you. Feelings are stupid. Do you understand that? It, it, I, you know what? That may have been too harsh. It's not that feelings are stupid. It's that when you make decisions with your feelings, they're almost always bad decisions. And that's why women's music is wretched, beyond awful. Because they choose the kind of music to listen to based on their feelings. Almost all decisions should be made coldly, cold, no emotion. Just cold, calculating, no emotion whatsoever. Whether you're doing your books or listening to music. And that, that's the situation ladies are in. They feel it. It's deeper for them. They can't help it, though. That doesn't do any good. I don't know that I've ever known a woman that had good taste in music. Ever. <laughs> Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That segment will be wildly popular with the ladies, Chris. I would gear up the old email machine, buddy, because they're going to be hammering the keyboard. <laughs> Dear very tall, world-famous author, I'm listening to you right now on how we can fix this country. Any thoughts on the foreign money influence the Soros family into our state AG races? How can we stop that? I love your show and your book. And her name is Kim. And Kim is probably no longer listening to the show based off the wildly insulting segment I just did on women and their choices in music. But assuming Kim and everyone else is still listening, okay, how do we do this? How do we get this foreign money influence out? How do we get, you know, forget foreign money. How do we get Soros money out? And the fact that the question even has to be asked, not that it's a bad question, it's a very, very good question, but the fact that the question even has to be asked is a little bit, uh, I don't want to say disheartening, that's a little too heavy. 
it's very reflective of why we are where we are, of how we got ourselves into such a pickle as a country. How do we get to how do we get to this place? Well, this question is an amazing example of it. And we will dig into that and Soros money and foreign influence next. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.